to Average Genius. It's a podcast about all kinds of jobs and the unique people that perform them. The unique people that perform them. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Here we go, recording another episode, and today I have a guest who has a very unique job. It's not glamorous, but it's definitely necessary. He helps pick (laughs) up dog poop, and I wouldn't do it. Uh, I mean, I do it because I have a dog and I pick it up all the time. I wouldn't do it as a job, but. (laughs) Hey, it's a, yeah, I honestly had this like thing even existed. I'm only a worker, but uh, I'm a three person group, uh, one of it being my boss, Lisa. And there's another Josh who's my coworker, but he's just a three man team that goes around in our area. We, we cover probably a, about a hundred, 150 mile radius, but yeah, I had no idea this thing ever existed until I was looking for jobs just to, uh, you know, make end meets and stuff. And I was like, well, I get paid this much to pick up dog food. Not a bad deal at all. So yeah. Yeah. It looked like there was a pretty good company and a pretty good amount of people signed up for it about how many customers this company have. Uh, I, I can't remember the exact, like it's been a couple months since we did our own internal meeting, but it's somewhere in between 250 to 300. Oh, wow. That's more than I would think. So there's a lot uh, of people yeah. out there. Yeah. The the company itself has been, it's called Dingleberries and uh, it's been around for about 10 years. I only came on about two years ago. Uh, the other two being my boss, she came over while she was in college and she didn't initially start out with it. Uh, she went into like radio broadcasting and stuff and then uh, things happened, but she came up with the business itself starting in her business class and decided, well, how about I just go ahead and start this? And then she's been running it ever since. And then my coworker came before me probably about five or six years ago when I'm the more, I'm the baby, the one there. Okay. Yeah. So she made a good plan out of that. That's neat that she started it at a school. Mm-hmm. And you were telling me before we started the recording, what type of people usually pay for this service? Uh, you know, people that are like in areas that are generally required for poop to be picked up. Um, I mean, I'm not sure. I know you told me that you're you're required to pick it up, but uh, most places that include like uh, places with like strict HOAs, uh, apartment complexes. Uh, we have a military base close by, and uh, what people don't realize is that. And I'm also former military too. And uh, whenever they're at their uh, on base housing or even off base housing, they have like strict. Uh, I mean, you could say HOAs for them too, but they have strict uh, guidelines that they have to go by too. Like they have to, you know, keep up with the yard and everything, make sure it's cut and everything. And most of the military bases do most of the lawn work itself. But if you have a certain amount of dogs or excessive amount of dogs, you have to make sure that it's clean up and, you know, that kind of thing. They do random checkups on it. And that's generally people that generally hire our service. We'll go out. We're a Monday to Friday service. We go out. Mostly during the time frame that people are usually at work or at school or just doing whatever they need to be doing. And we have a little restriction thing. We know whenever we start the service saying, hey, we have your permission that we can enter your premises, you know, just whenever, do the service, and then we get out. Yeah, I, I saw that on the website that you have to sign up and allow people to come into your property. Are there ever any problems where you're not able to get in or maybe you're on somebody's property and people think you're uh, there robbing the place? Uh, yeah, I mean, I've never, we've never had any kind of like experience robbing or anything. I, that was one of the questions I asked my boss. Cause like, I was so bewildered by the, the job itself. Like when they're doing my own interview, I was like, I'm kind of really intrigued by how this, all this works. And that was one of the things I was asking was that something that did happen and got robbed. Uh, is my ass going to be covered pretty much? Like, am I going to get like all the blame for this, whatever? 
And it's just like, no, you know, everything's good to go. We have the consent form and we haven't had anything happen like that. Uh, there's been, there's probably about once or twice a week where we have an incident to where someone just forgets to unlock their gate or there's something, you know, like in the way. And if they're not home, then we can't do it. You know, most of the time we have time to go back later sometime during the week and schedule to come back again. But if not, then, you know, we, we don't charge you and we just uh, wait until the next week. That's not too bad. You don't want to break into anybody's backyard for sure. Yeah, no. <laughs> there was a, there's actually this one person where this happened actually about a month ago where he has a, a lock that's on the opposite side of the, of the fence, you know, the, on the inside of the fence. And I mean, part of our agreement is we're not supposed to like reach over the way that it was explained to me was that if someone sees you reaching over someone's fence, then you're going to get a cops call on you, that kind of thing. And that's just to help you know, prevent, you know, any kind of like incidents or whatever. They don't want to see like the company image because there are images on like our own vehicles that we have on itself. And we, we actually have it on right now because it's kind of work. But if like they like see that image tied to, you know, being arrested or something, then, you know, it'll look negative and we're just trying to avoid that at all costs. But the, the dude was just straight up just like, yeah, if I leave it locked, just go ahead and jump over the fence. You know, that'd be fine. And it was like, mm, uh, you know, I'm just make sure it's open, please. <laughs> and you for sure don't want to get arrested. And do you yeah. have to tell people to make sure their dogs are inside? I mean, you don't want to get chased by a Rottweiler yeah. or something like that. Most of the time, no, but uh, we do have our, during our first meetup process, and it was different before COVID started, but uh, and whenever everything was back to normal and stuff, you know, we had an initial meetup where, you know, even if you weren't home, you had someone like there to represent you or whatever, or if you just want to leave your gate open and just trust us to, you know, do the yard or whatever. Uh, most of the time we encourage the dogs like to be out themselves and so that you know they can like get a feel for us because you know they're going to be seeing us most likely on a weekly basis uh some people get bi-weekly too and it's only costs a couple dollars more but most of the time don't have any issues with dogs i mean th there's a couple and most of the owners are good about you know uh being honest with us about hey you know my dog's kind of you know weary about strangers or hey my dog will eat your ass kind of thing and there's really only like three that I can think of where I have like legitimate problems with. And if they're out, then I've already told them, like, I'm not going to do the yard, you know, that kind of thing, because I know this dog is going to get attacked like an aggressive of me. And I've been bit twice, nothing like too bad or anything. But, you know, when that happens, you know, I'm supposed to like file like some sort of report or whatever. But I mean, it was nothing bad or anything. It's just, hey, your dog did bite me. And I took pictures, you know, for evidence of that kind of thing. But I mean, nothing's ever really too serious i mean there, there are those dogs that are really cautious but i think the general gist is that most people know and they usually keep them away knowing you know when we're coming because we have scheduled dates that we do come yeah but most of the time everything's safe and what kind of dog bit you uh to, both both have been pit bulls actually <laughs> i mean i know people want to get like a I, I guess trying to make pit bulls i guess like in a, a good limelight kind of thing but in my experience those have been the more aggressive dogs i mean i've seen plenty of pit bulls you know doing the job and everything and you know i would agree that it's kind of like a stigma with them but also my experience the ones that have been most aggressive with me have been pit bulls and you mentioned a rottweiler i actually have a rottweiler that i can't go back with because uh she'll try and get me too so yeah all right so there's some serious danger in the job of, of dog poop scooping <laughs> those are some big dogs i wouldn't really want to mess with those when i'm chasing me around yeah no you know i've I generally, you know, whenever I pull up and I know I'm going in an area where uh, there's an aggressive dog, or whatever, I try to like shut my door like purposely, like really loud. So like, I know if they're outside, they'll start barking. And if not, then, you know, there's a good chance they're probably inside. I don't have to worry about it. 
And when you go to these houses about how long does it take to pick up the poop? I mean, I don't know how much poop these dogs are making. (laughs) Um, You know, the, we try to keep it under 15 to 10 minutes. Most of them usually take that, but if there's multiple dogs, then, you know, we generally hit about the 15 to 20 minute mark, but uh, most of the time, no more than 15 minutes. Oh, that's not too bad. You're only there 15 minutes. You're kind of in and out. Do most people have two, three dogs, or is this just like a one dog pickup? Now you can have multiple dogs. I mean, we have some customers in some yards that have, like today, I did one that had seven dogs, and I've been I've been doing them ever since I've started. So um, they they desperately need it because every time I come, you know, I have to get like two trash bags full because it's just they desperately need it. And uh, a lot of people don't realize that having dogs kind of uh, and maybe maybe you know because you're you're a dog owner yourself, but you know if you don't clean up after them, you your grass is going to get ruined. And a lot of people like to think that since it's poop, they, they think all poop is cow poop and where it's like a fertilizer, but it's not. Dogs don't eat, you know, they're not vegetarians or you, you keep on feeding them uh, wet dog food, you know, table scraps or just dry dog food. It's not the same thing. It's not a fertilizer. You're going to end up ruining your grass. That's true. It'll tear up the yard. And is that why a lot of people get the service? Because they don't want to pick yeah. it up, but they also want to have a nice yard. Yeah, that, that's generally the the most of it. I mean, uh Part of it, I guess, is aesthetic, and the other part is, hey, I don't want my yard to look like shit, pretty much. Oh, yeah, you got to be looking good. And why does that person have seven dogs? Are they breeding dogs, or they just love dogs? Uh, she's uh, by herself. She's retired. Her husband passed away, and I, I guess that's how she keeps her company. Seven dogs would definitely keep you company. She's never oh, yeah. going to be. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not a boring life, I guess, so, you know. Oh, she's super busy. She's got seven dogs. They're all over her, especially if they're inside dogs. Yeah, she decided, man, I just want more kids. Those are children. They're good. If you raise them right. Yeah. <laughs> and are the people pretty nice to you, the customers? Yeah, most of the time. There's a couple that get real defensive about their dogs. Uh, you know, mainly the ones that I've had problems of just being aggressive, I guess, because, you know, no one likes hearing their dogs being called aggressive or anything. But I'm like, dude, like, do you not see what this is? Like, I had one this past weekend where, and this it was one of the pit bulls. It's always been a problem uh, about once every month and a half or two months, like they, they know I'm there because they're, they're there every day. I mean, they're, they're retired. They're, they know when I come over, they're, they're generally on the porch, you know, whenever I pull up. And for some reason, I, I guess they just feel like letting the dog out with me back there and it gets out and it tries to bite me. And it's not like one of those things where it's like, you know, barking loud, getting close, whatever. It's like this dog is like, you know, pouncing, you know, running towards me at like full speed. And then it goes to like, pounce on me and i like dodge it and it's like actually trying to like get me and it's like bite my rake and the other like, old lady's like no 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 it won't bite you and it's like do you not see this dog right, right now like come on gotta keep them away and so do they give you a bunch of different tools to use to pick up the poop is just like a rake and a grabber yeah, or something? It's just a uh, god I, can't, I don't know where i think i think it might be get a, a home depot where like a tractor fly but there's like a little like scoop bin and we get a, like a, a a green rake and that's the main tools right there i mean you can get these uh like kitchen trash bags you put it inside of the scoop itself and you know you scoop it in with the rake and then whenever you're done with the yard we go back to the truck and i have a, a couple of like big buckets and big bins where i put a big black trash bag in and i throw that smaller trash bag into that one and then once it's all filled up i tie it up and i send it off to uh wherever the dump is over in uh i think alabama somewhere that's one thing I was going to ask. So you just eventually throw it all away. You don't have to process it anywhere, put it anywhere special. No, I mean, there's a, 
at the dump that we have to go to that i guess uh they incinerate it and we have to uh, they know us that they're aware of our like business so we have our own like little like section where we go and keep it and throw it out and they know us that that's our stuff right there and uh, i guess i guess they burn it but i'm not sure what they do with it they get rid of it that's all that matters i guess yeah that's all that matters the big thing is that, uh, I mean, in our area, there's uh, a giant river that goes down in between Alabama and Georgia. It's the Chattahoochee River is one of the biggest rivers in uh, both the states. Uh, the major concern is that, you know, especially now during the springtime where it's our rain season and stuff and all of the, the rain happening, you know, all the poop going mixed into it, it eventually finds itself in the Chattahoochee River and Chattahoochee is known for, uh, at least in our area, being like extremely like toxic, I guess. One of the reasons of that is because, you know, it's a highly populated area. There's a lot of dogs, obviously. I, mean, I told you the, the customer count and everything. Is our business going to, like, keep it prevented from being toxic? Nah, but, you know, at, at least there's a good portion that, you know, you know, it's not going in, you know. Definitely keeps it cleaner. The Chattahoochee's, yeah, it's nasty. It's dirty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to cut your foot in there and keep it in the water. Yeah, nah, man. Not a fan. And when you're driving around all day about how spaced out are these houses? It, it kind of ranges on my, like, uh, so my schedule is set up as where to where my Alabama days are on Mondays and Thursdays. And then my close knit ones and the Columbus, Georgia area are on like Wednesdays and Fridays. And I'll even go up to the, the military base is uh, Fort Benning and Fort Mitchell on Tuesday is where I make my longest route set. Uh, that's where, like most of our like out of local town areas, that's where the ones that get knocked out. So yeah, today I went all the way up to uh, Noonan, Georgia, Lagrange, Pine Mountain, uh, like a little lower of Atlanta, and somewhere out in Midland. So that's where I get like most of my coverage. And while I'm doing that, my coworker Josh, he's going on the opposite direction in Alabama, covering all the stuff that's in like uh, Auburn and Opelika, you know that kind of thing. And that's where at least amount of customers are at, and there's like longer drives in between those. But on most days, they're generally no more than 15 to 20 minutes apart. Uh, we even have some that are neighbors, and we just like uh, park like in between the yards, and we just knock both of them out, like, you know, right there at the same time. But the the general drive for most days is about 15 to 20 minutes, and on our longer days, it could be anywhere between like 20 to 30. And my longest one that I make myself is a one of my stops in Pine Mountain, and then I have to go all the way to, to Noonan, and the way I have to go makes it to where it, it takes about like a little more than an hour to, to go to, and that right there is my longest drive. All right, that service range is a lot longer than I thought it would be. I didn't realize you were coming as far north as, you know, kind of the lower metro Atlanta area, mm. but then you're also handling Alabama, so this is a multi-state operation here. This is high tech. Uh, yeah, but I mean, it's been in business for like 10 years, and I'm not, I'm way too young to really like know, but um uh, i'm not exactly sure how or where she even got started or anything but uh where it's at right now and where it's growing we're hoping to expand to the lower georgia area and the lower alabama area uh potentially making it to the the panhandle of florida but uh yeah she's spreading out she's making big plans Mm -hmm. all right that sounds like a good deal and i guess are, are there a lot of like super rich people who pay for this yes. service mansions and things yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah we, we get a couple of lakes in the area and that's where most of the, the rich people go and uh, you know they're the ones that actually have like the, the yards that take us about like half an hour or even like 40 minutes to do because they're like so large and it i mean 
I'm not going to complain. You know, they're paying for the service and I'm getting paid. So, you know, all for it. Got to get the money. And has there been any kind of unique type of dogs that you've come across in this job that you didn't know about before? No, not really. Um, I mean, I guess it's kind of weird because we don't really see like a lot of uh, like foreign dogs in the area because we're, we're, we're a real humid area. So you can't have like dogs from like colder or they're, they're more comfortable in the cold because they can't, they just can't live down here. I mean, outside of December or January, uh, not even like far along into February itself. Uh, it's just not a good climate for them to be in. It's not safe for them to be in. Uh, so we get a lot of the, the, the shorter hair breeds and I mean, there's a couple of Huskies, but they generally have to stay inside most of the time because it gets, it gets to a point where it's too hot and they can't comfortably just live. So, I mean, not really, I, I guess the, the rarest one would probably be, I mean, it's not even that rare anyways, but the, the Australian, uh, cattle dog or a shepherd, that's probably it. All right. So no crazy ones. One of these days I want to see a Tibetan Mastiff. Those dogs yeah, yeah. Huge. I haven't seen one of those yet. Yeah, I don't think they're going to be in southern Georgia, but yeah, I'd like no. to see those <laughs> big giant dogs. No, not even like a St. Bernard, like one day, one day. Yeah, one day. And throughout the day, are you just kind of listening to music, listening to podcasts? You get to kind of relax while you work? Yeah, that's exactly what I do. I, I pull up a bunch of podcasts. I mean, music, you know, it kind of gets uh, too loud, but with podcasts, you know, it's just people talking. And, you know, like today, you know, preparing for, for this, I was listening to your show a lot and uh, actually really like it. So I'm going to continue to you know, listen and, you know, just, just saying, but uh, yeah, the general part of my day is, you know, I, I, I wake up, I download all my podcasts. I'm going to listen to the day because I, I know my routes, you know, you know, left to right, you know, now I don't need my directions or anything. I just like download my podcast, go to work and they all just play through and that's how I spend most of my day. Not too bad. You get to listen to what you want to listen to. Thanks for listening to this show. Yeah, and no problem. Thanks for having me on. And then I'll just ask you one final question. It's it's probably going to be a no answer, but do you have any yards that are just way too hard to handle, and you have to have multiple people? That I I had one in mind, and it was one that I did today. Uh, uh not the seven dog one actually, but uh, I mean no, because it, it takes me about a half an hour, and like I would prefer like a, a hand because it's like a b- bunch of like steep hills, but not really. Whenever we go and do the the initial like setup part. You know, most people haven't picked up their their like dog poop or anything. So generally, when we get there, that's when it's at their worst that very first time service. And generally, what Lisa does, my boss, she likes to be there for the initial setup and the initial meeting part, and for whoever is going to take that person on their route. So, like, if I'm going to be doing this yard for the foreseeable future, she's going to make a a schedule to where. Uh, and she'll, she'll, she emails it the night before. So I like, I know beforehand that I have a new customer at this place in between. So, you know, I can actually plan ahead for it and she'll be there. I'll be there. And that's about 97, 98% of the time we get a new customer. We always have uh, like Lisa and then either Josh and I are there. And that's, that's when most of us, like that's, that's when we like do the, uh, the partners, you know, taking it down because that's generally when the most um, nasty it's been. So you got to get the full crew the first time. Uh, yeah. All right. Yeah. I wouldn't want to deal with that, but it's good. They have you. Uh, yeah. I mean, and you know, I, I can't really complain, you know, uh, I, it's kind of a weird job and I've been recently like, just like filling out my resumes itself. Cause this is my like in-betweener, you know, uh, I got out of the military. 
uh, I've kind of, I've just been in college, you know, I'm doing my studies right now and I needed something for, you know, side bills, you know, side money, you know, that kind of thing. So uh, whenever I was like applying for jobs and I saw this, I was like, there's no way this shit's real. Like, is this like a real thing? Am I getting like a uh, fist or something? But, you know, I pulled it up and uh, I called Lisa and she was like, yeah, this is a real thing. I was like, all right, cool. You know, I'll definitely do it. So uh, I've been doing it for two years now and, you know, hopefully I won't do it any longer, but that's not for the fact of, you know, it's a bad job or anything. It's actually a great job. And if you're uh, someone who's looking to, you know, to try and just make, make ends meet, or you want something to do while you're in school, uh, just some extra money. This is a great job. You know, it's easy. It doesn't require like a lot of work. Most of the work is like the driving aspect itself, really. There's like minimal customer interaction. So if you're, if you're someone that doesn't want to be in like, the food business or like doing like waitressing or anything, you know, definitely recommend it because most of the time you're going to meet the customer for that initial setup and then hardly ever see them again. I mean, there's a handful, you know, where I go out and they're just like, you know, Hey, you know, we have like a little chit chat, but other than that, you know, minimal customer interaction. So if you're not someone that's social, definitely recommend it. And if you're just looking to start a business somewhere, uh, don't do it in my area, please. But uh, yeah, if it's something that's not in your area, I would highly recommend looking into it because, I mean, yeah, it's taken 10 years to really grow, but uh, we are at that 250 to 300 customer range and we've made it through the pandemic. We did kind of have like a little dip there, but we rearranged things and uh, got everything back up to speed now and uh, springtime is the best time to start it because uh, that's when, you know, everyone's starting to go back outside again. Uh, a lot of people have been ignoring their yards for the, the winter and stuff. So, yeah, highly recommend it for uh, a bunch of reasons. I mean, I, I guess the only negative I can really think of is that when I'm applying for future jobs, I got to put dingleberries, you know, on my resume. So, <laughs> but, but I mean, that's it. I mean, to be honest, it's, it's great. Uh, you know, uh, I'm generally by myself most of the time. Uh, yeah, that's, that's really it right there. Now, that's a great college job. I mean, I was cleaning up sweat off of uh, gym equipment in college. So. Yeah. So you- <laughs> Yeah, you got to work those jobs that are the most glorious. But did did a lot of things change because of COVID? Did you have to change the business a lot? Yeah, because uh, we had to change a lot of the the. I mean, we already had minimal customer interaction like in itself. But uh, whenever things like first set went down and the lockdown started uh, happening, you know, we kind of had to stop doing the uh, initial meetups and everything. But w- with the updated mask regulations and stuff, you know. Uh, we increased more online communication, you know, just via emails or just like calling straight up um, and doing everything mostly on the phone. I mean, it's not as, I mean, I don't really have like that much of like a social like issue myself, but just like, uh, cause I, I, I just firmly believe that meeting face to face is always more impactful. And that's just with anything, you know, whatever you do, even like interviews or, you know, that kind of thing. But as far as like that, you know, we had to go like basically online for the, the communications part for a little bit, we had to stop doing the, uh, you know, having the dogs out when we first met up because uh, there was the fear of the, the, the transmitting COVID like on the dogs. And uh, that's that's been lifted. But that's been the most of it. You know, most of it really came from, I mean, I'm, I can't really blame anyone. Uh, it was getting like COVID itself. So uh, we did lose a few customers and we didn't see the growth that we had usually seen. We, we never had like, had like a decline in uh, I mean, obviously I wasn't there for the, the beginning of it and I'm just kind of like going off of what, what my boss has said, but ever since she started it, she's never had an incline or she's never had a decline. It's always been continuously growing. Pandemic happened, uh, lost a couple of customers, didn't grow, but as things starting getting, you know, progressive and more, norm- more normal, especially with the vaccine coming out now, we're now back to where we're, I mean, I think we're actually above where we started uh, before the pandemic started. So, I mean, yep, yeah, everything is looking clear now. 
good deal. Had to adjust. And now you're back on track. Yep. But I appreciate you letting me interview you. And if you want to stick around for just a few minutes, I'll stop recording and then we can chat for just a second. Sure. No problem. Thanks for listening, everyone.